And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winter, and I'm here as always with Dr. Bear Paul Lando coming to you live and direct from the beautiful Smith River up here in the great state of Jefferson. It is 2022. Can you believe it? Happy New Year's to y'all. Uh, we want to give a, a huge shout out to our community and all the support we've been getting from you guys. It's just been such an amazing um, time to see all your beautiful faces in person as we've had people visiting uh, from the co-op. Uh, we had a nice little Christmas get together. We had a New Year's get together. I had a little New Year's Eve shindig at our place and got to see some music and sky peeps and some uh, alphabetic co-op members um, coming together and like being in person and and engaging in our with in our physical fields and smiling and hugging it's just been an incredible incredible time uh, seeing this community grow so thank you guys thank you to our telegram admins our discord admins thank you to everybody who supports us we are so grateful for you and believing in us and our message and in our mission to um, uh, basically evolve out of the dark um, uh, what would you call it, uh, Bear? The um, the reductionist materialist model, and uh, the Maya, the Maya, yes. And uh, so, anyways, guys, we have a special in-house chat today to start the new year. I can't think of a more fitting topic to jump right into because it is time. It is time we start moving towards the new, the new way of thinking about how we heal, of what disease actually is or dis-ease or what it isn't really. And also this, rela this relates to everything, how we grow our food, how we do commerce, how we uh, relate to each other as infinite soul spirit beings. So this is all extremely important, powerful information, and I'm very excited to get into it. If you are new to Alpha Vedic, please, uh, people keep asking Bear, how can we support you guys? You can support us through a number of ways. Uh, as you notice, we don't do ads on our podcast. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. We've been offered by many people, big, big companies too, um, to, to do ads. We don't do it. Um, we have a self, um, what would you call it? Uh, a self-reliant model of, um, of monetizing us through our own- It's um, permaculture. It's, yes. it's full- it's full circle permaculture. You know, we uh, live off grid. We grow stuff. We make stuff out of what we grow. Um, we make very high level things out of it. We pass that on to our customers and they get value out of it. And then in turn, give us uh, funny money that allows us to grow more stuff the next year. And permaculture models uh, that I see out there that are working are largely missing the commercial arm and then asking for handouts. And, um, you know, we all need money, but what we're trying to do is uh, do a full circle operation here. Yeah, there's nothing more ironic than a permaculture operation of trying to get government grants. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys uh, to support us. You can go to our website, alphavedic.com. That's A-L-F-A-V-E-D-I-C.com. And you can join our co-op. We are still using Patreon. We are this year, I promise, very soon, moving to our own platform. We will be off Patreon. You'll be, it'll be all integrated in alphavedic.com, but you can support us there. Uh, you can also support us by buying our products and support your own health. Uh, or your neighbors or your friends. Uh, I gifted a bunch of our teas for Christmas to neighbors around here and they're blown away by our teas. And I'll be the first to say our teas are the best in the world. 
So go, go ahead and uh, look at, and now I know if you're out of the United States, we're working on that too. Uh, hopefully getting Canada dialed, uh, you know, to be able to ship to Canada with um, our uh, down South partners and who's a family member here who hopefully can help us out there. So that's how you can support us. And we will continue to put out this content every week. We've got amazing podcasts coming to you this year, really mind-blowing guests and mind-blowing topics. We're going to do more in-house discussions like this as well. So um, thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to seeing you all in Austin too for the Greater Reset in a few weeks. So anybody coming out to there, that's going to be fun. And Bear Lando is doing a ton of uh, interviews. You were just on a, a really cool show a couple of days ago, Bear. I really enjoyed that guy. I wasn't aware of him. Um, Want to give a plug on that real quick? Right, Robert Scott Bell. Uh, yeah, great new family member. And you know what? He has a tech guy that, uh, you know, is always down in the corner of the screen that, you know, does because they're a real pro operation. They really are. And uh, he's in Chicago. But guess where the tech guy is? Uh, he's in Southern Oregon. No? Klamath. Oh, wow. Yeah. Klamath. No way. What a trip. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, we'll have to. So he's going to come by the farm and see us. Oh, cool. Very cool. But we're like, uh, we're like old best friends now. Uh, you know, both Robert and, uh, and him, Scott. Yeah. I actually, uh, Kevin, sent, Kevin, sorry, Kevin. Kevin, I sent that show to my father because I was like, oh, that's right up his alley. But yeah, that's a, that's a daily show that he does. And he's mm -hmm. really uncovering all the fraud with the allopathic model and stuff we talk about. So check him out. And yeah, Bear, I know you're getting lined up for a bunch of podcasts. I am as well. It's great. We're getting out there. We're getting the information out there. Super important. So, um, but today, maybe one of the most important topics we've covered so far as we're finally moving into the things we initially discussed like year one when we started this podcast, as we said, we tease we'll be getting into and we got a little sidetracked by the uh, 57 special sauce and the jibby jabby juby, but um, you know, it's what it is. And so we're going back to this because this is where we all need to be going. Um, the prevailing climate of contagion fear has placed the germ theory versus bioterrain debate center stage. By the way, too, um, we had a great talk with Cowan and Andy Kaufman, Alex Zek and I did during the event. If you didn't catch that, we pretty much put the germ theory to rest, to sleep. They, those guys did an incredible job countering like the very popular mainstream, um, you know, debate uh, topics that the germ theorists come at with in terms of the virus, the, uh, from the lab stuff to um, transference to mRNA stuff to um, all that and um, did an amazing job. So if you guys wanna check that and out, Go ahead, Bear. And Marcy and Andy's, uh, you know, feature film Terrain coming to a theater near you soon. Yes, which we we previewed a bit uh, on the event. And it was actually, you know, what was interesting with the event. The number one hits on the event were all terrain based. It was you. It was the Andy and Tom discussion. It was Melissa Sell was one of the most popular ones. Kelly Brogan, who is a hardliner on that and the terrain film. Um, and even Sayer G, you know, he's, he's, uh, all about it too. And he's in the film, you're in the film, um, uh, uh, Kelly, Tom, uh, uh, Andy and shout out to Andy Kaufman for all he he's doing. He's got his true medicine, um, university, uh, project that's now just starting. It's launching this weekend with a special on cymatics, which we'll probably cover a little bit today in our topic. Uh, it extremely We're gonna cover a lot cover a lot on that today and yeah. related to uh bioterrain and uh love andy uh and really respect what he's doing out there he's really stuck his neck out he's changed a lot of minds for the better that's for sure yeah i'm glad he's on our side um 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd hate uh, to argue with him. Yeah. Um, well, so unfortunately, the discussion has not evolved beyond a myopic uh, fixation on our microbial echo partners. Nature does not create pathogens or disease. On this episode, we dissect biotrain concepts from on-the-ground biology to the cellular ether interface to once and for all put the disease deception to rest. The comprehensive overview will draw on germ theory origins, the re-emerging alchemical sciences, the logical fallacies of scientism, Ethereum physics, and Dr. Lando's 40 years of clinical experience as a bioterrain physician. And in future episodes, we'll break each component down further, but this overview serves as a necessary preface. Our times demand a great awareness to pierce the veils of deception and face our responsibility to future generations. We are in an information war and the truth will indeed set us free. So with that being said, Dr. Lando, where do we start? I don't know. Uh, in a pre-show, as I already mentioned, uh, you're looking very paisley today. So uh, good to be with you as always. And peace, uh, glad peace, to see you're getting with the times. Peace, brother. Yes, I'm, I'm wearing my paisley shirt in honor of the of the 60s generation and all that they did to uh, uh, bring us uh, so many great music acts that were probably run by the Tavistock Institute. But um, I've just been, we were talking before we hit record how much I've been into the Billy Shepard, uh, Paul is dead conspiracy. So I've been listening to a lot of Beatles and I just felt compelled to wear my Paisley shirt today. So in honor of, uh, of the 60s generation um, and uh, how close they got to really cracking uh, cracking open some holes there and uh, with some social uh, revolution. And now what we're seeing in Kazakhstan overnight, um, who knows, maybe the revolution is starting again. It absolutely is. I don't think it ever went away myself. Okay, so where do we begin today? I, uh, you know, this is a large, large topic. And, and interestingly, bioterrain medicine is what I happen to do quietly behind the scenes. And you had to do it quietly because it gets results. And when you get results, uh, certain people don't like it. And doctors end up actually dying for it. Uh, you know, at worst, and at best, uh, they close up your shop and you never work again. So, uh, you know, I just uh, learned from the best in the world, uh, you know, from people overseas that uh, were carrying on the long tradition about terrain medicine from its origins that started with, uh, you know, the, the precepts put forth by Bouchamp and Enderline and and, you know, and then uh, the usurpers, the Fauci's of the day pasture, those folks, of course, came and plagiarized and twisted everything around to um, create fallacies that would then serve the special interest of the folks that are now bringing us the roll up your sleever. And, uh, you know, uh, what we need to have is a little bit of a historical reference. That's why you and Mike, a long time ago, you and I, um, started out with bioterrain largely, talked about it, and little did we know that all of a sudden it would be the topic of the day in front and center in the whole germ theory debate. Um, as the controllers uh, are want to do, they try to keep you in a very confined discussion. And the discussion has now become centered around uh, a fictitious microbe whether or not it's causing disease, what we have to do about it. And then the folks on the 
you know, the no sleever side are saying, well, we think it's a, a bunch of hokum. And we really need to understand that uh, germs do not create disease, which I agree wholeheartedly with. And my four years of experience and what I learned from other folks before me is that is absolutely true. In fact, when you learn the facts, it's, um, it, it's just crazy uh, insanity that you have to be real, real stupid to believe, not calling everybody stupid, but they just have a lack of information. When you get a little bit of uh, information, then you can see right through it. Uh, so, okay, so the it, it's like uh, it's like the political right left sort of thing. Everybody's arguing Republican Democrat. Now we're we're talking about germ theory versus uh, you know non germ theory or what we loosely call bioterrain. Now we have to expand that discussion beyond that dichotomy because right now, um, as the Folks, uh, you know, we'll call them the boys down under there, they're the boys from downstairs. Um, what they are very clever at doing is infiltrating both sides. And whenever you hear somebody out there um, really seeming like they're saying some good things, but then they start talking about the virus or virome and things like that, you need to, you know, have your spidey senses on high alert. Now I'm not calling all them out and saying, you know, they're infiltrators, but there's a few well-known ones out there that people love that I know for a fact they are infiltrators. And so we need to get out of that right-left discussion and go and get large, uh, get a lot larger. And that brings me into bioterrain medicine, which is not just about microbes. And what I did is, uh, on the fly last night, I hope it works um, because there's a lot of material to cover. I created a uh, little presentation in between dinner and season two of Narcos. <laughs> and um, uh, giving away all my secrets here. And, uh, and how, dare what you I support is, Hollywood. how dare you support Hollywood, Bear Lando? Well, how uh, dare we support uh, you know, YouTube as well? And you know, while we're on that subject, here's the deal. Uh, we're using them, we're infiltrating them. So if we have to talk in some codes just to evade the logarithms and stay on there and use their medium to get our message out a little longer, so what? I mean, we could take ourselves off tomorrow. Is it really going to change anything? No, we'll create a lot more change if we use them. Uh, that inevitable day, you know, that we'll see ourselves removed, that's fine, you know, but in the well, meantime, We've infiltrated them. It's a, it's a play right out of their own playbook. And we also play the important role of taking in those who were, we're talking about control. I hate the word controlled op, but these infiltrators, right, who do speak 90, maybe 85, 90% truth. And there are people that wake, that they do wake up. I'm sorry, but like I woke, I mean, I know a lot of people that Alex Jones heavily affected back in the day. And then they realized that 10%, 15% of his BS is terrible and leads you into fear and negativity and war mindset and all this stuff. But then they come to us or they come to the Marty Leeds of the worlds or they come to the Kelly Brogans, they come to the Amanda Volmers, et cetera. And then we are still on these platforms and they, and then we're able to, um, you know, bring them to the righteous truth or whatever you want to call it. Um, the true law. And um, so they do play a role, but because we're in a duality matrix, um, 
we uh, are able to uh, kind of balance that out a bit with what we're doing. And by being on the, 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 whatever you want to call this platform, um, you know, this controlled YouTube platform, um, we are able to bring them in. Uh, and then uh, as Cordell's launching QDN, I think this weekend, the Cordell Data Network round one uh, eventually uh, will be completely decentralized and uh, they won't be able to stop us. So uh, I think it's good, though, we're staying underground, Bear, because, um, uh, you know, it's allowing us to, to bring them in without us getting too heavily censored. So uh, I've also heard, and I don't yeah. know if this is true, and but I've heard that there are some, I hate to say the word white hats, but there are some people that are working within the realm, certain um, technological frameworks here to keep certain channels up. Now, that could be total hopium. But it is interesting that we were we were kicked off YouTube, and then I sent a nice email, um, just basically calling them out and saying that we don't, you know, do this and this and this. So what they said, and they they reinstated us, and we haven't gotten a, a thing next. And we're definitely not controlled op guys. I, I, I guarantee we're not like with secret boardroom meetings in the CIA. So it is interesting um, what's going on right now with YouTube, and that we're still on here. I think you just flat out intimidated them myself. Um, Why you mentioned a very intimidating individual, Michael. So uh, while we're on it, you, you know, you mentioned Marty Leeds. I just happen to have a copy of his new book here for you, Michael. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's great. And he's like self-publishing those and himself and printing those himself, right? Yeah, it's an amazing book. You know, I followed him for a long time. I've read all his books. Now, this is a refinement of everything he's put out before, and I'd highly recommend it. I'm well into it and really enjoying it. He was uh, gracious enough to send us two copies, one for you. So next time I see you, I'll give you uh, yours. And thanks, Marty. We love you. And uh, uh, great work. You're one of the good ones for sure. Okay, so let's get into it. Mike, you have to uh, show me how to share a screen. Oh, uh, let me just give you access. So you should be able to uh, share now. Okay. Marty, Marty, I love you, man. If sometimes he hops in the chat here, he uh, is going to be coming to Music and Sky this year. I got to, we got to finalize the date, uh, hopefully this week. Uh, he will be, he was supposed to be last year and something came up with his well and his new property. But uh, if you guys want to meet Marty Leeds live and in person, uh, Music and Sky, and also Bear Lando, uh, you're slated to do, be one of the headlining talks one day. So, uh, Ooh, am I going this year? You're going, man. I'm going to see you in an ice uh, bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Can you share? All righty. Share screen. Okay. Um, let's see, desktop, I guess that's the one, share, open, oh, come on, man. Make Allows sure you him. have all your NASA propaganda uh, secret um, uh, letters and stuff off your screen. Yeah. Um, oh, man. This is so confusing, Michael. Now it's uh, brought me up to system preferences. All right, let's try that again. And desktop the, share any present, <clears throat> excuse me, any presentation materials I will put on our website and link in the show notes below. So you guys can reference this. Uh, is this a, uh, a PDF or is this like a full on PowerPoint presentation? PDF. Okay. So I just keep getting open system preferences. 
Yeah, you should be able to hit meeting, start share, uh, and then select your desktop or your screen. If I've got multiple screens, so it makes me do that. And then you should be able to share your screen. Yeah, we've done this before. Yeah. And I'm sure our audience is enjoying this right now. Hey, this is why I wear the Paisley shirt. I know you didn't have yeah. share, share screen in your heyday. We didn't have screens. Oh man, what a blessed time. I was, I, I think I mentioned this on a previous Alpha cast, but I was watching the Get Back, speaking of the Beatles again, watching that Get Back uh, documentary on the, on the Disney crap channel. And um, I was just so blown away by when they, when they go to live coverage, when they're playing on the rooftop of people just without their phones recording. And, you know, it's just so mind boggling to think of a time when uh, everyone just didn't jump to their phone to have to record something for something they'll never share or probably look at again. You know, it's just uh, we live in interesting times. We do. OK, help me out here, please. Um, I've got uh, system preferences. I've got um, accessibility, full disk access. No, I don't want that screen recording. Is that it? Um, uh, you should be able to just go up to meeting and hit start share. And then now it's opening up, uh, what is it opening up a, uh, preferences? Yeah. Let's see if I can get something up here. Meeting. I was doing the, uh, icon below. Yeah. Go up to your top, hit meeting, then hit start share. There we go. And desktop share. And now it's getting me open system preferences again. Hmm. Or cancel. Yeah, I hit cancel. See if that just lets you do it. Yeah, already tried that. Well, worst case scenario there, if you want to just quickly shoot me uh, via email the doc, I can uh, more than happy to share on my okay. end. I'll do that. Sorry, and, guys. In the meantime, today. We, this shows how much prep we do. Um, uh, you know, I, I will say this, guys. We're so busy. We, we're on almost every single alpha cast we do, we're just on the fly. Like, uh, we don't do a lot of prep. Uh, so, but, but Barry, you put effort into this and you prepped this and made this doc. So I want to show the, I want to show our listeners. Now I, yeah, I think it's very, uh, necessary and, um, I'll be with you in a second. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, in terms of just for people that are curious about music and sky, I might as well take this time to hype it. We are finalizing the location. It will be in Northern California. It will be on a river and there will be a redwood grove involved with camping and workshops. We are uh, expanding out the children's section. The children's stage will be a, a huge priority for us. The Luminary Village uh, for the children's uh, camp, working with Dr. Edith Ubuntu Chan. Um, and uh, making it even more family friendly, uh, evolving the artist, uh, the whole art gallery, uh, which is a huge feature. Uh, and also, of course, being on a river, we'll be able to do a lot of water activities. And it's more open it, uh, in terms of space for RVs and trailers this go around. So uh, we should be able to accommodate more of those, even though we do prefer if you do tent camp, it's just better for the uh, ecological footprint. Um, and I'm not talking carbon credits here. I'm just talking wear and tear on the land. Pulling in trailers and RVs can 
is typically more wear and tear, but hypocritical me, I'm the one that pulls my trailer in. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, we're looking probably in June. Uh, we're trying to lock down the dates ASAP. So uh, go to musicandsky.com for more information on that. And also we're launching all of our media on the Be Sovereign app, Sayer G's app. It is on there. We're just finalizing. We're going to get uh, year one content up there uh, from the Joshua Tree event and uh, have a little subscription model you guys can opt in on. And we will be having a professional film crew filming this year too. So those who can't make it will be able to engage with the content that way through the Be Sovereign Network, which check out. Uh, Sayer G's put a lot of work into that. And eventually we will be routing that through Cordal. So uh, check out the Be Sovereign. How are you doing down there, Barry? Were you able to- uh... Uh, You should have it in a second. Okay. Thanks for your patience, guys. Great to see uh, in the chat, we've got, oh, Interverse is in. That's great. I was just on, okay, is it coming in here right now? <clears throat> I was just on uh, last night on uh, a really fun little spur of the moment uh, live uh, chat uh, with, Let's see, is it coming up here? With that crew. And I'm looking forward to uh, jumping on board with uh, that podcast. Where, let's see, where is this? Now everything, all technology is failing. Duh, duh, duh. Oh, here we go. Okay. Boom. Oh, we got a full-on presentation here, guys. Okay, so I'm going to hit share right now. And thanks for bearing with us here, guys. I apologize. We apologize. But the show must go on. Okay, start share. Du -du -du. Yeah, I've never had that problem with sharing before. It's okay. Okay, can you see this? I can see it. Okay, great. How's that look? Perfect. That? Next slide. Yeah, so um, we decided to call it the disease deception because, you know, during this whole biotrain germ theory debate, everybody's always asking, well, what does make you sick then if it's not germs? So again, we beat the germ theory uh, to death and other people have given us more than good help in doing that. And so what we need now is an overall uh, or an overview of what the biotrain really is. And to do that, we have to understand the entire biological energy continuum. Now this has great practicality because uh, you know what I did in my practice for years is I was able to um, discern which level of that continuum to address at any particular time, because there's no preset recipe or sequence. And we had ways to, you know, interject different modalities and therapies at whatever level we needed to do to make the change to help people restore harmony in their body. So the first thing we have up there is human ecology functions as a capacitor within the creator's flawless design. Now, a capacitor, as most of us know, is uh, an electronic um, 
component that receives and stores energy. And the whole name of the game in health and also in our spiritual evolution is the conservation of energy, the, the um, uh, not uh, thinking of energy in a limited fashion because it's not, but then storing it within our own temple, our own uh, body, so that then we could raise that energy into greater realms of perception. And interestingly, not only do other good things happen on those other levels and you get great insights and changes in your life, but also your body becomes very healthy in the process. So the first statement I have up there is pathogens and disease do not exist within the natural order. And I'm convinced beyond any shadow of a doubt uh, of this, not just because it's what all of the great ones before us, the scriptures, um, you know, alchemy, which is complete science, not just the materialistic side of the scientific equation, and what my um, practical application of these principles in clinical medicine proved to me, but, um, uh, you know, all these things, uh, you know, brought me to a, a, a point in my life where there is no doubt as far as pathogens and disease are not uh, entities that we think of them when we're studying pathology in medical school and all that kind of garbage. You know, when I was in medical school, you know, we had uh, books that were six inches thick with every disease, you know, a taxonomy of all these diseases. And if they were created by microbes and the large majority were um, attributed to idiopathic. Uh, idiopathic, of course, means we're clueless. We don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, so literally, uh, idiot. We're gonna... <laughs> idiopathic. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, they keep you know coming up with some deterministic theory to uh, you know prove that we're if not we're not a victim of microbes and we're a victim of genetics or some such thing. So our second point, um, well, can I, can I say product... one thing, can I say one thing sure. there? So yeah, pathogens and disease do not exist within the natural order, but I would say parasites do correct. And some people, in, when they bring up questions about this, they confuse that the parasite versus the pathogen. Well, if parasites exist, which they do, I see them under the microscope, so I can't deny their existence. And I also see their effects in people's bodies. But are they a necessary element within the natural order? Absolutely, they are. So what happens when you, uh, you know, create an environmental condition where there is a void and the normal checks and balances are no longer operative? Then what happens is certain microorganisms fill that void. They take over the machinery and they do things that don't feel good. For instance, um, uh, you know, uh, years back, there was a woman who created a little electronic device called a zapper and it did target parasites. And it uh, was a fact that a lot of people, and as is today, have a lot of parasites that are taking too much energy, too many resources away from their biology. And that's because their ecology is out of balance. So now enter the, uh, what do we call that? The building seven bug there. And, uh, you know, everybody is saying, well, there's natural ways, uh, you know, rather than get the roll up your sleever. And uh, so let's take horse dewormer. And just like this woman found with her little zapper long ago, when you uh, target those um, parasites, just like horse dewormer does, 
then the parasites are brought into more of a, um, you know, less uh, uh, voracious effect within your body. And then you feel better and it actually helps you get better from a lot of things. It is, uh, you know, in the case of um, contemporary circumstances, it's not at all fighting a bug. It is making available more resources so that your body can feel better. And she found the same thing, you know, back in that day. However, when you take the horse dewormer, you're doing very unnatural things to your gut binome at the same time and setting yourself up for uh, many more long-term issues. So if you really want to go after parasites, then you should do it electronically with the zapper rather than going after it with harsh drugs and, you know, then getting part of, you know, into that narrative once again, well, there, there is a bug and we have different ways to treat it while well, there is no bug and understand why these alternative tr treatments really do work. And we're going to give you some more uh, examples of that today. Okay, so we want to look at the fact that there are five primary factors that cause what we think of as disease, which doesn't exist. Uh, we also uh, want to look at the biological etheric interface. Uh, we're going to go through the 12 phase coherence field and uh, how we create that within our own bodies uh, as they step down from the larger uh, coherence fields from above our head in the firmament. Then the biological alchemy uh, will introduce some alchemical principles and how uh, that all these things figure into the three components of our body or the three components that I isolate in my spagyrics lab, which are uh, the soul, the spirit, and the body, or what we used to call the, the soul for the mercury and uh, the salt. And uh, that will all, um, you know, really hopefully by the end of today, at least give an overview of how all these things are pulled together and that we can, in fact, uh, apply this to clinical science. And uh, then we're going to end up with a threefold solution. And just to reiterate, this overview today is going to be broken up into many separate podcasts because each of these subjects could be several podcasts in another uh, own. But what we want to do today is, again, just give a bird's eye view. So our objectives today, um, we're going to expand bioterrain concepts into the full bioenergy continuum. We're going to expose the pathogen disease deception. And also, let's open up a dialogue about what medical training should be and how we could possibly rethink criteria for um, entrance into that kind of medical train, uh, uh, training in the first place. You know, uh, most of the people that go into medical school are uh, de uh, high demand is placed on your analytical left brain side. And it's such a stress just getting through all the pre-med stuff, which I had to do. And you're just obsessed with getting grades. And so by the time you get to medical school, you, you are pretty much convinced already that, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, let's just say, indoctrinated in this stick figure science and that these human bodies are, you know, a conglomeration of, you um, magic BBs held together by these invisible bonds. Uh, and then we are constantly searching within that material uh, that we think is the creation of energy rather than the, um, the other way around. And if you look at a, a, in a dictionary over, uh, you, you know, at science, which you're 
really going to see his bass backwards. It's, it's, it's insane what we're doing. And it's also insane that very intelligent, learned people that become medical doctors can be indoctrinated and hypnotized in such a way. But we need gatekeepers, you know, to keep big pharma going, and that's their role. Okay, uh, let's go next slide. So the origins of disease, this developed us a little bit more. Um, we talked about five particular elements. So we've got the inorganic element deficiency or what we'll call the 12 build builders. Uh, we've got the organic elements and any disruption in the conjugation of organic matter into the matrix of living cells under the direction from inorganic elements, number one, then you're going to have problems. You're going to have symptoms. And then, you know, our genius doctors are going to diagnose you with the disease. And you're, you're going to notice that these four last um, areas are all dependent on the first, which is none of them can successfully be treated or understood um, and brought into balance unless you take care of the 12 builders first. Think of it this way. In any trade, somebody who's into carpentry, uh, electronics, uh, anything you can think of, they understand that if they are building something, they need the materials that it takes to build whatever they're building. With the cells, it is absolutely no different. If you know the 12 elements that the cells need, then you will understand how they not only provide the resonance to create the geometry necessary for um, the precipitation of form and function in our biology, but then they, through that resonance, also direct all of these other things so that they can work. So the organic elements, we'll talk about those uh, second in our presentation. The elementals, you know, we, I just borrowed a term more from metaphysics um, because there's a lot of things out there that we can't quite see with our eyes, and we could give a lot of examples of those, but the elementals, uh, which we call those microbes that people didn't uh, even know existed at one time, now you look under the, you know, the magnification of a microscope and you say, oh, wow, there's a lot of little creatures there. And they actually, actually happen to be pretty smart, and they actually happen to be uh, following your every wish and demand. And so that's why when I work with patients in the past, I try to impress upon people in looking at one drop of their blood, that there's a whole universe in there of intelligent beings that are taking your directive. So why don't you become an intelligent, benevolent, conscious creator in your own universe? So uh, the other thing that can really alter our internal ecology um, and affect these elementals as if we are poisoned. And there's so no lack of that going on these days. Uh, we'll talk about that in number five. Number four is the biological psyche interface. Emotions have everything to do with everything. Because when we get into uh, concepts of um, resilient physics in a minute, and don't let the jargon scare you off because we're going to really try to create some analogies and examples here so that, uh, you know, we take it out of... Um, uh, the technical into a very easy to understand format. Um, when we go into Rissellian uh, physics or what we would call alchemical principles of the ether, uh, then we can really understand 
uh, how emotions play an important role as far as giving the intensity to those original electrical vectors created by our thought that allow them to pop into the matrix of our biology and into our entire world. And uh, in emotions, we have, uh, you know, Nutramanic medicine, which is an amazing science. And uh, with that, I would add a few other things that I found in clinic that were really necessary in order to dissect um, that, um, let's just say conflict within the psyche as we talk about in New German medicine and uh, really give people more of a fighting chance of dissipating that. So the biological expression uh, you know, of that conflict in the psyche would go away. So you aren't left with a uh, lingering chronic degenerative disease that can actually become quite dangerous. And of course, be diagnosed as a terminal disease. Um, contamination, the last one, uh, electromagnetic, biochemical, and mental emotional toxicity. So we just had the launch of the 57, as we were talking about, uh, stand by because you're going to get a lot more cases from here on of uh, here on uh, with the uh, the bug that everybody's afraid of uh, biochemical of course they're genetically modifying our food and spraying it with all sorts of things <clears throat> some of those things in my childhood uh, like malathion that created what uh, was then uh, attributed to a polio epidemic. There's reasons why a whole bunch of people get the same thing at the same time. It's not because of bugs. The bugs are circumstantially blamed because they're at the scene of the crime trying to fix the mess that we created in the first place. And then we come out with more harsh chemicals in order to kill them. Not a good idea. And a mesh, uh, mental and emotional toxicity, we'll get into that more. Okay, how are we doing, Mike? You can go to the next slide. Okay, this page is a lot right here, by the way. This is, uh, take a screenshot of this, guys. This is uh, really a great overview. Um, real quick, echobiont pop. What what do you mean by echobiont? That's a term I, I don't, I've heard you say before, but. And um, microbe that is a friendly worker within our personal ecology, our personal biology. So rather than think of germs as pathogens, bad guys that we need to kill or sterilize by washing our hands, you know, 20 times a day, uh, they are our partners. And without them, we would be in a, in a whole heap of trouble. If you consider that every square centimeter of the outside of your body, every surface within the interstitially within the tissues and, and linings of organs is teeming with microorganisms, probably about 10,000 to one uh, is relative to the trillions of cells in your body. We are a living petri dish of microorganisms. And uh, isn't it ironic that we're freaked out by them right now? Yeah, that's about that's a great analogy for the state of uh, humanity right now. Okay, so now we're going to start breaking down everything page by page of what we're talking about on you know that first little five points. Cell salts deficiency. <clears throat> cell salts we make a big big thing out of because they are preparations of the twelve resonant fields that come down from the constellations above us. There is a grand design to our realm, and we're going to be talking more, more about what that really means in uh, a lot of shows coming up this year. 
our realm has um, resonant fields that are actually beamed down on us. They include the sun, the moon, uh, the constellations. Uh, when we talk about astrology, we're not going into horoscope reading. Uh, you know, what we are doing is entertaining it as a very real science. If you go into cymatics, as we've already mentioned uh, today, cymatics is simply like what the Native Americans would do. They would, um, you know, uh, stretch a buckskin, put some sand on it, and they would play some music and watch ge geometrical forms, uh, you know, coalesce on the buckskin, the Tibetans did the same thing. They understood that those resonances that they could isolate would always, every time, create a specific geometry. So uh, these 12 constellations we'll talk about are the ones that create the 12 component spectrum that creates all of life in our realm. And our biological temples are nothing more than a step down of that. And these 12 cell salts are like the little elements or inorganic elements or combinations of things um, like potassium sulfate and so forth, uh, you know, that then are able to be capacitors for those larger residents that are beamed down and not from solid planets, but from plasma fields, much different than what we're taught by NASA with their CGI pictures. But then these resonance, then uh, we incorporate into our body, but we can only do that if these 12 cell salts are available in abundance in the bloodstream at all times. Now, when we eat good um, minerals that have been already chelated, uh, that means conjugated with amino acids so that our body can use some minerals that we call fulvic and humic or what they call shilajit, you know, when they collect it in India out of the rocks in the Himalayas, uh, those are great. Those can be utilized. They are bioavailable. We have those things available ourselves and uh, ourselves in our product line because they're very necessary. However, when your cells have uh, been um, tampered with by all the things that they're subjected to these days, uh, the membranes, if they are really membranes, the way we're taught physiology, that's another story. But, uh, you know, things have a difficult time getting within the interior of the cells. Uh, there are accretions that block that as well. So what we do is we take the 12 cell salts, again, that represent the, the 12 component spectrum. And the reason why I had a picture of Rudolf Steiner on the prior um, uh, slide there is because he used to talk about the 12 component spectrum of our senses, which are what we really should be using predominantly instead of our five physical senses, which are just allowing us to see after effects of these resonant fields in the first place that will not teach you uh, how things really got here in the first place. So these um, 12 salts will then working in unison uh, create all of the form and function through resonant-based geometry within our physical system. If they are missing, then you will have symptoms. So let's just read through this. I forget what I even wrote here. Cells can only utilize the constituents from which they are made and anything else will be selectively rejected. Okay, let's just say we've got some symptoms and I decide it would be a great idea to take some uh, horse dewormer well, you know what's going to happen with the cells? They're going to absolutely reject that. 
it's a foreign substance. They can't build a thing out of it and they're just going to get rid of it. However, it will override certain areas of physiology. It will poison certain things, but at great, great long-term expense. That's something that people really need to get their minds around these days. I mean, that is, All al disease, that is allopathy to a T right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all disease is caused by a lack. So the inorganic elements provide the resident-induced geometry to create the unique characteristics of every bodily tissue, period. If any of the 12 soul salts, cell salts are deficient within the blood, both structure and function will be compromised. Deficiencies alert with typical unpleasant sensory feedback as an opportunity for early onset correction. Any diagnosis of disease can only obfuscate what would otherwise be obvious while further complicating physiology with the escalation of mental emotional trauma. How are we doing, Mike? Uh, this, this slide right here is like a, probably easily two alpha casts. Um, I know we could probably talk about this for hours on end. Um, I do, I'm in my mind spinning right now when we're talking about cells and well, we probably don't even really know what cells are. Tom Cowan's talked about this a bunch and the membrane and the idea of cymatics, how it needs a membrane <laughs> to bounce yeah. off and how structured water yeah. probably plays with sound and how this works with the cell salts and how the biology is actually interfacing with our higher consciousness. And well, I mean, you could just spin off. We're going to go into all that. Okay. <laughs> that, that's part of our overview today. Oh, wonderful. you're stealing my thunder here. <laughs> um, real quick so, question. Um, real quick question, Bear yeah. Lando. Mm -hmm. um, so, and maybe this is also what we're going to get into, but um, what besides, like you mentioned, she legit. So the 12 cell salts, these are naturally in all foods and in, in everything or back in the day and now they've been kind of stripped out because of modern agriculture or what are the best ways to ensure that you have these 12 cell salts in your uh, bloodstream and are we going to get into that in a bit or is that a good question to ask right now no no that's a good question right now and in fact i didn't finish one of my earlier thoughts uh cell salts are homeopathically attenuated into the 6 12 or 30 um times dilution and here's the thing with cell salts um, even though we're talking about homeopathic preparation, it's totally different than homeopathic. It's totally different than herbology because every herb and every homeopathic remedy contains a resonance that is in fact based on a proportionate formula of these 12 builders. And one of the things I am doing in my laboratory work is when I take a spituric remedy, I, you know, separate all the three parts, uh, you know, one of the parts is the salt. Now you can make the salt out of this, the, the, you know, the, the soul or the spirit element as well. That's another whole involved discussion we'll talk about, but the salts are the leftover plant matter that have the inorganic elements. Now you can fire those and do all sorts of things. So those elements will never break down. And um, those elements are what's in conjugated plant matter, that then we can use. However, because I started to say ourselves have been um, exposed to so many things and under so much stress, that there's a hard time even digesting that stuff and getting into us in the first place. So what Dr. Schusler, who that's his picture we're looking at here, 
what he did is he created a homeopathic attenuation. And now in that dilution, um, the, the uh, elements are still there. Unlike homeopathic uh, remedies that are doing more of those larger resonant patterns from other organic matter in the plant or the mineral, uh, this is actually even smaller, smaller, smaller waves, waveform particulates of the same inorganic material. It never breaks down no matter how small it gets. And these are able to get into the bloodstream and enter directly, uh, bypass the digestion and all the, you know, the cellular transport and everything. And by the way, I uh, am really uh, moved a long time ago away from the phospholipid bio, uh, you know, cellular membrane model. And that's a really cool discussion when you understand what, how cells really work. Wow. All right. Okay. So um, next slide. that's why the cell salts are different. They're in an even more diluted size so that they can get in and bypass all the accretions and the obstacles that have been placed, uh, you know, in the cellular pathway by way of contemporary lifestyle and contamination. Mm -hmm. And microwave technologies in the 57 uh, are the worst offenders. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and do we plan on doing more advanced products too through Alpha Vedic that will be engaging in these cell salts through other means? Or oh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, let's, let's just say one of our things that we grow here, let's just say Jagulan. Now say I make a specific formula out of it and I, uh, you know, uh, separate the three components, the sulfur, the mercury, um, you know, uh, which is the alcohol, the essence and, and the leftover salts. And then I put them through great purification processes and then combine them. You know, what it is, it's the ascension process. And alchemy, you have to understand, was not just a, a very evidence-based laboratory science, but it was in fact uh, considered a sacred spiritual practice for the alchemist. Because when you unify your own resonance through your consciousness with those laboratory procedures, you are duplicating the ascension process that we are all going through. You know, we go through many experiences. The, each of those experiences uh, put us through a purification process. Someday we connect the dots, put ourselves back together in an elevated form. And, uh, you know, in that uh, particular situation, the energy is flowing through the central column. Uh, different events happen in our brain chemistry. Uh, different parts of our uh, neurology are expanded that were previously dormanted uh, through um, endocrine, neuroendocrine uh, secretions that are now flowing, uh, whereas they weren't before. Our bandwidth of perception, uh, you know, has increased, and now we're seeing through the whole enchilada, and a lot of us are starting to get glimpses of that already, so we know it's not just BS, okay? So then, uh, those... Uh, those things in the uh, lab, uh, you know, I will, for instance, isolate uh, in Zhao Gulan the salts, which is now a particular proportion of these organic cell salts, which is the secret formula that makes Zhao Gulan work in the first place. So now we take the cell salts and, and not just put them all back. Uh, and not cell salts, but the, the plant salts uh, back into a whole spagyric formula that works brilliantly, but we're going to save some of those and make homeopathic attenuations of it. So you can get the Jaugulan formula that makes it work on the level of cell salts. And it's going to take uh, the practice of cell salts into a merging of um, 
alchemy and so forth. And we're going to get more into that a little bit in a few slides. Wonderful. And I would just say, you mentioned Ascension and that can trigger some folks. Uh, would you say the new age uh, movement kind of uh, co-opted that term and manipulated and flipped it and made it really what it's not? Well, as above, so below. And if anybody gets triggered by that, yeah, I, I would say, um, yeah, I would agree with what you just asked. But, you know, uh, Mike, go down to the river today in, uh, in the morning hours, you know, when the sun's starting to warm things up and you'll see mist rising from the river. You'll see it uh, kind of evaporate into the upper atmosphere. Some clouds coalesce and then it comes back down. That's the alchemical process and you're watching ascension in action. So why would our personal biology at any level be different than the way the whole freaking thing works in the first place. That is a, a, a schizophrenic way of thinking to um, think that we, uh, you know, our operations are any different than the whole natural order. Only we have a consciousness that is, of course, an individualization of the um, creator and the way the creator expands uh, the overall uh, universal awareness and um you know, it's our responsibility to do that in the first place and not just, um, you know, be part of uh, lesser um, uh, areas of the natural order that cannot do that consciously, but uh, assist us nevertheless in the process. Yeah, fascinating. And it is interesting that we ascend up and we understand the plane of existence that we're actually on as we ascend up towards the heavenly waters. That makes a lot more sense than, than being on some sort of ball you know, rotating, when you start to look at the true physics of the realm, all of this stuff starts to make a lot more sense than the nonsense that we've been, um, we've been told. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 the primary axiom of conventional science is shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's like <laughs> the big bang, you know, and then, and then amoebas grow fins and fins grow legs and, you know, legs grow fur and apes become people and cause and, and effect and, accidents. You know, and <laughs> in between somewhere, uh, you know, dinosaurs are running around upside down on a spinning ball. So, uh, yeah, great model. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I got to get off in all the tangents here all the time. Well, just we got FPV Angel in the chat. I think still in there. Uh, good to see you in the YouTube chat. Uh, and uh, we will be having FPV back on, uh, hopefully soon, to do a wonderful in-depth Q&A. Because I've got questions. A lot of people have questions. So um, these are the important things to be asking about the nature of the realm because it opens up a lot. It opens up and makes a lot more sense for us. And um, I personally want to be psychic and meeting you in a dream state and doing all sorts of fun stuff. And I think to get there, we need to really understand where we are, who we are, and, and what this is all about better. So, uh, and this of course ties into the cellular nutrition too, because if we're not, uh, if we're not, don't have the proper nutrition, we can't activate these higher um, dimensions, these higher faculties. Okay, so the previous slide, we were talking with Dr. Schusler about uh, the, the 12 inorganic elements that are the resin fields that create the geometry and, um, you know, function in the first place, but they need um, organic matter to work with, all right? And that organic matter needs the cell salts 
to uh, you know coalesce them into proper form and function in the first place. Uh, you can't have one without the other. So inorganic and organic elements, uh, the, you have to have sufficient inorganic elements. Uh, they're required for the precipitation of organic matter into proper structure and function. Now, uh, where do you get the organic matter? Well, dietary, sure, you get some there. Uh, digested foodstuffs comprise approximately 30% of the inorganic and organic elements made available to the cells. Now, that's an interesting statement, and I'm pretty convinced that that's the way it works because, well, through a lot of uh, information, through everything from waveform physics to alchemy and so forth. But there's another gentleman whose picture I put up here. Um, his name is Kerry Reams. He's considered the, the Tesla of botany or biology. And he understood that molecules really aren't where it's at. Molecules are electrical um, resonant fields. And so he developed ways that I did on every patient for years and years that I took uh, fluids out of the body, extracted certain elements, put them into a mathematical equation we called the line of resistance and understood biology from an electrical vector uh, perspective. And then rather than saying, oh, you need more of this food or that food or don't eat this or that, we would then understand exactly how to tweak the electrical fields with food and then bring that line of resistance into balance. And then you would see all sorts of maladies clear up. And uh, back to the 30% thing there, he also was able to prove out as I was able to uh, you know, experience clinically that all of this stuff is in the atmosphere. And that is, in fact, where we get 70% of our organic matter in inorganic elements. Now, are we saying that there's French, French fries floating around in outer space? No, we're talking about the fact that our food is just a precipitation of those forces that are already in the atmosphere. And the more um, adept or refined our body uh, becomes, then it is able to extract more and more of its needs directly from the atmosphere without crudely trying to digest food, which is a waste of energy in the first place. Hey, I like to eat, uh, not saying you know anything about that, is know how things work. And most of us eat way too much, which then is one of the greatest interferences in the first place of our body being able to absorb the, the cell salts. Now, uh, what's in the atmosphere? Well, there's a whole bunch of nitrogen. Nitrogen is the purest form of mineral concentration. It's actually concentrated minerals. Now that mineral concentration through nitrogen is uh, combined with hydrogen and oxygen. And depending on the proportions that it conjugates with uh, the hydrogen and oxygen, that is the first phase of differentiation of the different minerals, different organic substances and things that the body is able to get directly from the atmosphere. So it all starts in the atmosphere and that can be very easily demonstrated through biological ionization analysis when you put it to clinical practice. Now, the cell salts that are in the bloodstream or should be in the bloodstream, they are going to... Um, convey the final 12 component resonance 
that is going to take those elements, whether you get them from the diet or directly from the atmosphere, either way, it is going to uh, coalesce them into the function and form, you know, that makes livers look like livers and kidneys look like kidneys and different cells look like different things, uh, create the eco bias in their different uh, pleomorphic forms and so forth. Uh, so there are other, uh, besides the 12 combinations of cell salts, there are other inorganic, we'll call bridge elements that play specialized roles. Obviously, there's a whole periodic table out there. We should be looking at Walter Russell's periodic table that actually goes through 10 octaves and different tonal fields in each octave to really understand the elements. Uh, remind me, I want to say something about that when we get into more of the alchemical principles. But the, uh, all the elements come into play, but there are 12 basic constellations that are step-down capacitors of the constellations in the firmament of the realm or the top of the toroidal field or whoever you want to talk about, whatever, this, whatever shape this world is in. And uh, Carrie Reams, I just put a little quote there. We do not live off of the food that we eat. We live off of the energy in the food that we eat. So energy is precipitated into matter. It doesn't go around the way stick, uh, you know, figure science tells us energy comes first and matter follows energy. And um, that what that's what the science of ionization analysis was about. So let's go back to our original statement. How would, or question, how should doctors be trained? Why wasn't I taught this in medical school, chiropractic college, naturopathic college, and all my postdoctoral stuff? This should be part of a medical school curriculum. Otherwise, you do not have a clue how chemistry creates electricity or the other way around, actually, and that we have to be looking at resistance levels if we want to adjust um, the soil, you know, so that things grow or adjust the uh, bioterrain in our own internal uh, ecology so that we have health and balance. And the reason why this is so important is when you look at the, the three levels of our being, you know, we always get into that sacred trinity and there's a lot more we'll talk about here about why it's a trinity. Um, if we do not have these elements, the 12 elements in sufficient form, we will not be able to create the harmonics that are responsible for creating a cohesive force field that is capable of being a capacitor to house spirit. That's why the original Masonic teachings, the original before they're infiltrated, all of the scriptures, astrotheology, uh, true ast astrology, they were always talking about rebuilding the temple because it was all about the body. It's all analogies of the body. That's what the Bible's telling us. It's about our body. And if our body is not in a proper harmonic field, then spirit cannot manifest. And then our own creations on the ground, financial institutions, legal institutions, educational institutions, then they will in fact um, uh, convey the dissonance of their creators rather than the harmonics that would bring us into an elevated, uh, you know, uh, let's just say new way of being beyond war, strife, and problem reaction solution. Okay, how are we doing, Mike? 
Wow. This is this. My mind is spinning out on so many different things right now, because what we're talking about, a very important thing is the etheric, right? Or the idea of the medium that connects us all that science has done a great scientism has done a great job at um, basically uh, viscerating or, or taking out of current the scientific paradigm, thanks to people like Einstein, who uh, seems to more and more I look into him to be a complete fraud. Um, but that being said, um, the fact that the true holistic nature of this realm that we're all connected through the ether is so important. And then what, what does that mean? And how does that work in terms of what is energy? What is consciousness? How does it all relate to our temple? Um, these, this is the true science and what we always talk about. So seeing it all kind of coming together in ways that's really fascinating in my mind right now. And it's hard to wrap my mind around a lot of it, but the harmonics uh, is seems so crucial and sound and and how that interplays with consciousness and my question too about these inorganic elements related to consciousness are they conscious in terms of when how does that tap into the like for the law of one and all that so there's just yeah there's a lot well a lot how of can they here. how there's no such thing as as uh, a physical precipitation without consciousness because how does a rock get there in the first place they just appear no there is a real living consciousness that precipitated energy to create that mineral to create the rock to create the things that we think are inanimate inanimate objects all have consciousness all have energy and in my alchemical lab we will take some of those so-called um inert uh inorganic elements and bring them back to life and then we will put them through different cyclic repetitions and elevate. Uh, that's how you, by the way, uh, make mineral spiturics, which are even more powerful, and then elevate the activity of the mineral substances uh, by bringing them back to life and you know, putting them through the, through the death process and recycling, just like us reincarnating over and over and over again, each go around. Uh, uh, with us as conscious creators anyway, brings us closer to that point where we get to go up, but we don't have to come down anymore. So it, what you're saying almost is you can see a microcosm in the as above, so below idea with working with these minerals in, in terms of how our biology interfaces with consciousness, how the spirit comes in and out, Right. Yeah, and like our friends uh, Foster Gamble and others who talk about toroidal fields. Well, we're talking about toroidal fields, and in one of the next slides, we'll show you a toroidal field and and, and get behind the mechanics of um, you know how a toroidal field is created in the first place. So, uh, folks, don't get uh, confused by any of this stuff if any of it's new, because. Our whole objective here is to tell you that the bioterrain is way, way more comprehensive than bugs and, you know, what bugs do or what they don't do. Uh, you have to be able to understand the full mechanical um, electric cycle of the, the, the entire continuum so that you can get in on any of these electronic levels uh, and discern uh, if there's dissonance or harmonics, and then you can actually fix things. And that's a long ways away from what medicine 
medicine East hasn't even opened the door yet. I mean, it's so primitive and barbaric that it's, it's, it's beyond comprehension. And I'm not just trying to berate everybody over there. You know, I used to work in emergency services and Hey, it was good stuff, you know, but uh, forget about it. If you have to go beyond somebody that's bleeding to death or, you know, needs a broken bone. Hey, I want those guys there. Surgeons, they're unbelievable. Uh, that was actually my first choice when I went into medicine, I was going to go into orthopedic surgery. Um, and I still kind of, part of me would still like to do that. I love that kind of technology, but as far as understanding how the body works, um, you got to go there. And what we're doing too here today is not just for doctors. It's so that people can wrap their minds around the fact that they are so much more than what they are led to believe. And that is the one thing that will dispel the fear and set you free. And looking at this slide, once again, we can see how breatharianism is a potential reality for anybody when you start to understand how um, the energetic elements interface with our biology through the atmosphere. And through, and then you talk about the informational fields coming through the sun itself, and what the sun is, and how that relates to, uh, you know, um, how we precipitate our own functionality through geometry, and it's it seems like we're finally we're starting to break through, Bear. We're starting to break through into the real science here. It's really exciting. Exactly, exactly. So uh, let's let's go on to the next one. I'm just kind of looking at this again. I did this on the fly. So it's sort of like looking at it for the second time. Okay. Elementals. Okay. Let's get into the bugs for a little bit. Now um, we talked a lot about this in um, well, just forever. Uh, Andy and Marcy's new terrain movie, I think in part two is going to get more into this. And I think I talked a little bit about it in the film. I don't know how much you'll, make the final cuts, but um, well, let's just read this. Uh, pleomorphism, internal microbial populations morphologically alter, that just means they ch say, uh, change size, shape and, uh, shape and function. And they mor morphologically alter through predictable cyclic phases to provide the functional support characteristic of each pleomorphic stage. So, okay, you, you're diagnosed with a staph infection, because now it's just of, okay, we found a bacterial uh, phase that uh, medicine uh, believes is a separate entity in, um, uh, you know, in the microbiology out there that, you know, makes us um, sick, you know, and creates infections. Uh, you know, just again, like saying the, the fly larva killed another deer. So pretty stupid stuff. Now these microorganisms live inside of us in their seed form. And the, the original German microbiology that I learned, we called them protids in Belgium. They called them somatids. I studied with those guys. And um, so there are different species of those all lying in wait to change, uh, you know, into different forms. This, uh, this on the side here, uh, you know, we just have uh, the cycles that they all go through. I've looked at that, you know, bunches of times over the years and seen all those forms with my own eyes. So I know it's not a theory. And I was also able to correlate uh, some of those different forms that were prevalent at the blood in people's blood with different symptoms. And, you know, we connected the dots. So, so I get it. Uh, now, some of the different uh, microorganism populations that are always in our bloodstream and seed form 
are included in the following. I won't go through all this list, but you see that some of them are more specialized in doing work in the lymphatic and respiratory system, cardiovascular. Uh, some regulate what we call bacterial phase conditions. For instance, if we have a condition that is uh, hanging around too long, and for some reason, the bacterial forms that are there to do a certain job and are... Um, being impeded in completing their mission somehow, then they'll stay around in that advanced stage and sometimes be a little bit of a nuisance themselves. So um, uh, there are different seed forms that we can use, isopathic preparations that can uh, bring those uh, higher cycles, those valences we call them into, uh, you know, back into a situation lying in wait rather than, you know, being inappropriately hung at a certain phase that's giving us symptoms in the first place. And, you know, uh, for instance, we said uh, Staphylococcus, well, that's from the seed organism Penicillin notatum. And uh, you can use these things symptomatically too, when people would have something like strep or staph that are from this seed, uh, we would use injections or suppositories or capsule form of these in order to make that infection go away. And of course, that is why penicillin notatum and the isopathic form has now been uh, banned by the FDA for being sold in the, uh, in the States right now, because even a lot of MDs were starting to get word that, hey, this stuff really works and they were starting to use it. So FDA came in and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, roll up your sleever is good for you, but we got to get rid of this stuff. So, um, and some, uh, you know, we see also uh, are good for um, hanging uh, situations with cell debris that some people call viruses. And that's a thing we, you know, gets into the whole virus debate. But, you know, when there are cell debris mediated conditions that are not going full circle, then uh, penicillium frequentins can be very helpful. Roque 40 is really good for intestinal tract stuff. Candy, the same thing, all oral cavities, you know, um, you know, and people say, Oh my God, I'm diagnosed. Uh, the nature past said that I have candida. Well, no, you know what? Sherlock, you know, everybody has candida, uh, paracelosis, um, albicans, what kind for, for starters. And then understand that if it is in a you know fungal higher valence form and giving you symptoms that's a, a condition of the ecosystem and you treat that and you don't do some kind of stupid anti-candida diet or take antifungals which the medicals would uh, give you you know at least uh, at least the former you know has less side effects but get to the root of the problem and let's go to part two with the elementals. That, I do hear, real quick, I do hear a lot of people doing the anti-candida diet. Um, it seems like a big trend right now. Uh, we really well, need to okay. get this education out yeah. there. Well, in all fairness, um, you know, if, if you do have a hanging candida fungal situation, not a great idea to be, you know, power eating snicker bars and everything. You do want to curtail on your sugar and all the things that are going to feed them in the first place. So yeah, I, you know, great wisdom to that, but what realize what you're doing is creating a short term 
window of opportunity so that while people are feeling a little better because you're not feeding the beast, take care of the problem at the same time. You know, meanwhile, I used to see clients, they'd come in, they've been on their anti-candida diet for the last five years. Well, if the candida diet worked, you wouldn't have to do it anymore. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a candida rant. Part two. Um, okay. We already made the original sip. New German medicine, uh, you know, Dr. Homer con contributed greatly to the whole understanding of eco-bionce as far as their role in biology. And what he was able to do besides just um, uh, uh, connecting the whole neurological, embryological, um, psychological, you know, uh, circle, but he was also able to identify that when one of the three germ levels, you know, all the tissues of the body are made out of one or three germ levels, uh, one of the three germ levels. And he found that when certain germ levels were involved, let's just say endoderm tissue involved in one of the glands is having a problem, then he knew that, and there's also a part of the brain involved, we won't go into all that, but he knew that then that would be um, you know, a certain stage of the pleomorphic cycle. Now he didn't talk about the pleomorphic cycle. This is my own doc connection. So, you know, I, I learned from the uh, two primary schools and um, in new German medicine, and they get a little bit militant about all you have to do is identify the psychological conflict. Well, okay. Uh, you know, now you have an ulceration or a tumor or something that's part of the biological expression of something going on in psychology, and you're deficient in one of the cell salts, or you don't have the, you know, one of the micro populations that needs to go digest the tumor after the biological expression is over. Well, guess what? You're going to have a hell of a time. And I found out this personally, not because I did you know, lousy new German medicine, but because in the clinical practice, when you see thousands of people, you realize you have to have a full arsenal of tools. I understand how they all connect together. That's where, you know, proper medical training comes in. And what we'd have to do is sometimes make sure that the cells had all the materials they needed in order to repel, repair themselves to go full circle so that you didn't have a tumor that's hanging around growing forever. And also make sure that maybe if the person, you know, had frequent antibiotic use and was killing all these microorganisms in the first place, you might have to supply some more in seed form, rebuild the ecosystem so that these guys were available to secrete the enzymes and so forth that they need, you know, the cell salts to do in the first place and digest the tumor so you can get on with your life. All these things have a place and you have to understand the full spectrum of the bioterrain. Can I, can now, I say the, one, uh, one thing too, sure. here, Barrett? I, I, you know, the purest Germanic new medicine, or you say new German medicine, whatever the heck, I know that even gets contentious, but they would say you could almost live in a bubble without any interaction with your environment and just relate to your psyche. But it seems very obvious that we are on this plane to interact with our environment, with mother Gaia, with, with the elementals, with all this, it's all holistic in nature. So we have to have that engagement 
to be fully thriving, healthy beings. And you see it even in the studies of the breatharians where they took them into a clinical setting and a hospital setting, and they started to falter in their ability to maintain homeostasis where when they were in a cave somewhere, even uh, they were at least out in the elements, they were in nature, they were connecting with the elements, they were connecting with the terrain of of the greater terrain, right? As above, so below, the terrain of this system we're in, this biological system. So I agree, There need, it obviously seems to be that nature plays a major role and we can't just be in a, a bubble boy depending on our psyche, right? Well, you know, that's the Luciferian influence, uh, which is uh, one incarnation in Asia, which is why Asia really went wholesale into leave your body experiences but couldn't manifest anything on the ground. And we're not saying Lucifer is uh, some kind of devil, but it was an influence on this planet that made it very hard for people to ground into, you know, complete the ascension process in the first place. Now we have the Aramon influence that is bringing us into stick figure science and trying to keep us into, you know, the mechanical state of mind which in uh, Chinese medicine, we call it the co-cycle, which is just pure destruction with, you know, no mana to put the pieces back together to elevate it, uh, you know, into the center part of the two polarities, you know, between Lucifer and Aramon, mm -hmm. which is the Christ consciousness. And of course, we had somebody embody that uh, portrayed that and lived that for us and created a living residence in the atmosphere, which was in fact a residence that gave humanity a second chance, you know, the New Testament uh, to um, save our asses from where we're headed in the first place. Okay, so maybe I should read this since I wrote something here. Okay, brainstem <laughs> activation of biological program requires fungi, micro, uh, mycobacteria for recycling. Okay, uh, you know, now let's, let's forget that. Uh, the last part is good. You know, cerebral cortex, which is uh, the higher brain, which when we get into the resident uh, fields of the 12 builders, that's going to get into Califosforicum, which is the Aries, uh, you know, the springtime, the beginning of the whole 12 point. Uh, cycle on the seasons that also correlates with the 12 meridians uh, down here. I think I put 12 meridian mediation of internal phase organ clock with the macro solar constellation cycle. So that's it with the micro, uh, you, you know, is within us and, and or what the meridians are is their, their job is to create a homeostasis with our um, external environment. And exactly what you were talking about, Mike, when that is harmonious and if we are, balance, then we will be um, communicating, resonating with our outer ecosystem. And that has to happen if we are to have health. Now, there's other meridians inside the organs themselves. Uh, uh, Dr. Kareem's done an amazing job finding the biosignatures, which are the internal energy pathways of every single, you know, tissue in the body. That's another whole science how, how that, does... you know, should be taught to medical people. How does this what? relate to the aut autonomic physiology, the vagus, uh, the vagal system, and the sub in the kind of the unconscious biocomputer aspect of us that is running? You said the our, yeah. yeah. You said you said the key word unconscious, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so does that mean that because science has differentiated the nervous system into the conscious and unconscious? 
automatic, uh, you know, so-called nervous system. It just goes without any of our conscious direction. Do we really, really believe that, uh, you know, that's a creator's design as it were half unconscious? No. Uh, Wim Hof proved out that if you do certain things, you become fully um, in control of those so-called autonomic functions. Yogis in the Far East could control their heart rate, their blood pressure, and all sorts of things, you know, by going into a different state of consciousness. Uh, where I used to work with athletes, and uh, we would take uh, world-class athletes, put them on heart monitors, we'd find their autonomic functions by way of uh, blood pressure pressure, you know, heart rate and everything, get them conscious of that, and then uh, train them incrementally. So they got to a point where their physiology that would be balls to the wall, you know, sympathetic nervous system uh, tax, you know, just hitting the wall, we would train them so that with a more conscious awareness and physical training, they could then stay in a parasympathetic that they were, you know, at a point that used to make them hit the wall. So when they're in the last lap of the fourth quarter or whatever, uh, they still had afterburners left, whereas normally they would have otherwise been running out of gas. Does yeah. any of that make sense? So no, there's no such thing as uh, uh, autonomic. It's just unconscious and we're supposed to be conscious of anything. And if the um, Physical body was not important. We wouldn't have one in the first place. And that is why all the sacred sciences of old talked about rebuilding the temple temples so that we could manifest heaven on earth. And there's no other way to do it. What were you putting up on screen? There? Oh, I was putting up. I didn't mean to put it up on screen, but this polyvagal theory, which was brought to my attention lately, which just has to do with what we were just talking about there in terms of the uh, fight or flight, uh, the sympathetic and the asympathetic or the uh, it's an interesting theory about the vagus wave, uh, excuse me, the, the vagus nerve system and how uh, our systems are doing a lot of things we're not uh, aware of and how it freezes us. And I, I don't know. I think it's interesting, but I also believe that that is just playing out those those uh, uh, those patterns with when we become more aware of it and we can control it and then we can overcome any of this kind of uh, stuff that we think we're powerless to control. So, um, but yeah, it is, and, it is and, and as a, and as a physician, uh, you know, you're talking about the vagus nerve. Well, that's 10th cranial nerve and that, uh, you know, creates a lot of functions or um, controls a lot of functions in our body. Now, what if we don't have the proper brain chemistry? We're short of calcium uh, phosphoricum, for instance. Uh, now we're not going to have the, the proper electrical arcs going back and forth between the male female components of the upper brain centers, which is the pineal male pituitary female. And uh, so you aren't going to have the electrical conductivity going through the third ventricle that is then going to go through the next phase of, uh, you know, our embryological or spiritual evolution, which goes down to Taurus and then corrects, uh, uh, goes through some of those nerves, such as the vagus, into uh, that second resonant field, uh, you know, that is portrayed analogously as Taurus, uh, which then, you know, uh, activates the 12 constellations or the ganglia within our solar system that then in turn make all the organs do proper things. So, and then what if a physician was really clever and knew how to manipulate the cranial sacral uh, 
you know, feel the rhythm and create, um, you know, balance and, and proper circulation of the cerebral spinal fluid with hands-on techniques and be able to feel the rhythm in all the organs as well as the spinal and the cranial system and help facilitate that flow, spread, spread, uh, spread the proper electrical conduction. You know, okay, now, now you're talking about real doctoring, uh, you know, that's going to support all the understanding of the electronic levels and the chemistry and everything that follows. Yeah. Um, wow. Can we, uh, I'm going to take that clip out of this alpha cast and just put that up as its own clip. Cause I need about, I okay. need to listen to that about 10 times. So anyways, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Where are we at here? <laughs> um, uh, let's move on. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, we already did these. Oh, well, let's Next one. Uh, what I say, uh, 12, the mediation of internity, the internal time clock. Uh, okay. Yeah, we did all that. That's yeah. good. The biological psyche interface. Um, this gets more into new German medicine. Um, I think we beat that up enough where basically we're understanding that we all have different traumas that affect our psyche. Now in the, the, the true schematic of new German medicine, uh, basically, we're talking about instinctual survival interpreted via societal interactions. That means, you know, maybe if you're out in a wolf pack or something and, you know, you're triggered in a survival thing, you're going to react a certain way. Well, embryologically, you know, we have all those animal kingdoms hardwired into us. So the first statement that I should have read, mankind's evolutionary advantage to transition beyond instinctual reactions to consciously rational behaviors. Now, this isn't something Dr. Homer uh, said, I don't think, but that's just my take on it. Take it or leave it. And so this mechanism allows a couple things to happen. Biology can then, you know, grow things, erode things, uh, create reactions, biological expressions of that instinctual trigger. And therefore, biology can express where a lot of things that we might be totally unaware of. And why would it do that? Well, number one, as we already said, it's going to allow us to let off the steam, the pressure that those events create in a real level of, of physics um, so that we aren't damaging tissues, which is what that pressure uh, buildup will be. It'll also keep us in very inappropriate, um, lower animalistic reactionary states. Okay. So it's a good thing to entrain ourselves out of those behaviors. They're, they're not, you know, really productive in the long run. And so again, the problem is that when these triggers happen and we have a biological expression, then of course they're diagnosed as disease, which creates secondary traumas to the psyche just for the sake of some, you know, high priest saying you're going to die in two weeks. And uh, which, you know, people typically do if we're given that kind of message. And, uh, but, you know, this is an amazing advancement in the science of medicine and that he made the connection between the psyche, biology, embryological unfoldment, and showing that biology mimics or holographically expresses conflicts, pressures building up in the psyche. He was able to demonstrate this on CAT scans where the original trigger in the brain was, and then they go away after the, you know, the cycle is broken up. 
Um, so what else do we have? Uh, you know, it relieves emotional pressure and consequent toxic metabolism and organ damage. It breaks cyclic long-term repetitions of non-productive behaviors. And um, it gets a little more complicated. Here's where I get off into the weeds a little bit different than, uh, you know, the real purist in new German medicine. In my experience, there's not just these biological triggers that are the product of an unanticipated intense event, but there are carryovers from different go-arounds of the karmic, karmic cycles, we'll say. And this gets largely into an understanding of things like the Enneagram. For instance, the Enneagram is a mathematical uh, expression uh, you, you can understand by studying vortex uh, mathematics of how the Enneagram, which was a, a Sufi system brought over by Gurdjieff, it's a nine point star. But then when you look at the three basic sectors, uh, electrically, it conforms to what Walter Russell would talk about as far as a pendulum with a, you know, uh, um, uh, a particular um, fulcrum that the pendulum swings back and forth. And depending on your energetic predispositions that have been put in play by you in previous times that you carry you know, from lifetime to lifetime, you're gonna have a particular energetic persuasion that is gonna make you react in a unique way compared to somebody else who has a little bit of a different energetic rub based on different pressure deferentials. So now we're talking about biological expression in new German medicine. I found that you really had to incorporate an understanding, which is why I was a practitioner of Enneagrams, to understand what a person's pre particular predisposition is in the first place. And then that helped me work with the person on the level of the psychological conflict that we talk about in New German Medicine so that I could really get to the bottom of it or help them get to the bottom of it a lot quicker. There's another thing that happens, which are acquired stress patterns. Stuff happens all the time. We're getting triggered right and left. And then it might be not worthy of, uh, you know, maybe uh, what we would call, a, 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 you know, one of these insults, uh, you know, that we isolate in New German medicine. But in biological ionization analysis, I could do that, that electrical, you know, uh, equation. Then I could also riff mathematically off of that and create a sequence of numbers. And each of those numbers would correlate with different organ systems and not only show me where pressure had built up in different organ systems, but when in their life, and we get it almost to the, to the month, you know, definitely to the year in their life. And, you know, as we're breaking these sequences down, people say, how the hell do you know about that? but it was all in there in the math, in the electricity. And then there's a way to sequentially go after these things. And each of these numbers would also tell me which organs are being affected. So stress patterns are more acquired, emotional based things that I would uh, take a lot of time to go after to dissipate some of those pressures along with understanding their original predisposition in the first place. And then I had more of a fighting chance of bringing people's awareness to what the, um, new German medicine folks were talking about. And uh, so if you can't get rid of those emotional conflicts, so then you have what in new German medicine, we call a hanging conflict. And of course, um, you're not going to have a full circle biological healing back to normal tissue uh, 
function unless the 12 cell salts are available because those are the building blocks that the cells use. And just like, uh, you know, a tradesman on the ground, if you don't have the materials to fix the pipes or whatever, you're out of luck. You got to have them. And um, okay. And, and then we already talked about, you got to have the microbes there too, that are going to be taking part of that. And so got to put the pieces together, folks. So one, one, a lot of times I hear people talking about negative emotions causing disease. Um, but isn't that just another subjective kind of view of what this is in terms of what the conflict is? I, how do we get around that? Like, how do we even know so, what something could be negative to someone isn't a negative to another person. So are we just talking about emotions here and how you deal with them versus quantifying what is negative and what's positive? Well, let's talk about any physical element. Our bodies are a composite of physical elements. All we're talking about is not physical. We're talking about motion. And the characteristics of all the waveforms that, you know, create that composite of motion is going to, you know, create what you look like and everything about you and, and the circumstances of your entire life. That's motion. All there is is motion. There's one substance, there's one consciousness that creates varying degrees and combinations of motions, and that's the whole simulation. Emotion is the same motion with a loss of energy. That's it, simple. So if you have put things in motion that are inharmonious, we'll say, or not in alignment, with universal principles and understanding and wisdom, then you're gonna have emotion. You're gonna have a loss of energy. And I think at the beginning of our talk, we're talking about the human temple, the, the biological temple being a capacitor that is supposed to receive and store energy. And the name of the game is having a net gain of energy all the time. Then you have health. Then you can get on with your spiritual life and everything else. And you can see through all the bullshit that's going on on the planet right now. So that's why we play the game. We've got a feedback mechanism, our physical temple that allows us to enter into the simulation and also gives us, talks to us every single minute and tells us how we're doing. Sometimes it does that to uh, symptoms, those symptoms Bottom line are deficiencies, not disease, not germs. And when those deficiencies are met, the temple is uh, allowed to rebuild itself into a cohesive whole, receive the harmonics of spirit, and as we already said, create beauty and perfection. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. As you say, every uh, this quote here from Joseph Skogna, am I saying that right? Every emotion, every ailment has a complex logarithmic statement. Joseph Skogna was uh, a very interesting guy. <clears throat> Somebody I studied early on, he's pretty tapped in in a whole different way. And uh, his work that he did with infrared uh, measuring and, and things, which I did myself, until I found ways to extrapolate it from chemistry. Um, he's the one that was able to figure out the, uh, what we call the stress patterns 
and uh, be able to find out what organ involvements, how many there were that were existing when they occurred and how to relieve that stress. And I, uh, you know, kind of followed suit with him and was able to talk people through these stress patterns sequentially, relieve the pressure and really help people get on with things. Mm -hmm. Next slide. Sure. Okay, remember, folks, we're still talking about the bioterrain, but let's just uh, go back to New German medicine. Okay, they're great in making all those connections and seeing how biology will react to emotion. Well, how the heck does the message <laughs> get from, you know, that electronic level we call emotion or astral and trigger something in a physical part of the brain? We left that part out. Well, when you understand the ether and how the ether is the medium that allows waveforms from consciousness to travel from point A to point B, you know, try going out in your surfboard and catching a wave when there's no water. Um, same thing, you got to have ether. And that's why they took ether out of the equation so they could come up with all these insane theories about black holes and space and, uh, you know, looking at squiggly lines they call waves in physics books without any discourse as far as how the heck those waveforms travel in the first place. They had to get rid of the ether and it was very premeditated. Okay, so matter is motion across, conducted across the ether. Now, in classic, you know, we're going back to old school terminology, which I just use for the fun of it. We can put this in more contemporary jargon. Ether has four basic levels. Heat, light, chemistry, and life. Uh, chemistry, I have slashed numbers because that gets into resonance that we can then measure. You know, there's a, a wonderful chiropractor back in the early 1900s. Her name was Ruth uh, Down, and she created a radio vision where she was um, able to take the resonance um, from the electronics of your being, you know, you just put your feet on some foot plates and then that would be conducted through uh, uh, photography equipment. And then it would create um, not only frequencies that you could then, that she was able uh, later to put together as far as the taxonomy of symptoms, you know, and understand that certain frequencies were aberrant to normal health and what in fact created what we would otherwise uh, diagnose as disease, but it created a perfect clear picture that would have made CAT scans, MRIs, and x-rays totally obsolete a long time ago. And of course, um, just like Reich and everybody else, you know, they persecuted the poor lady to, to death, literally. And um, so, yeah, there's so many things that, by the way, behind the scenes, some of us have been using this stuff. Um, you know, it's all been hidden. You know, you mentioned Einstein. He was uh, one of the instrumental characters in bearing Wilhelm Reich stuff because mm. uh, Reich brought his stuff to him. And, and then uh, anyway, another story. OK, so um, let's put ether, the four levels, into uh, more of... Um, a Walter Russell kind of understanding. 
and <clears throat> heat uh, is generated by electricity. And electricity is created by thought. So if you go down to the toroidal field there, you see thought. So, and then, you know, that thought becomes light. And, um, you know, through polarization and so forth. And I'm missing a lot of steps in there, but I'm just trying to conform the toroidal, you know, understanding with the old ether explanation. So you go thought polarization, etheric matter. So this is uh, the polarization of electricity on the etheric canvas. And when they say the four levels of ether, actually, I think it should be say the four levels of electrical activity upon the ether. But of course, the ether being a living consciousness is the only thing that could conduct that and be uh, amenable to manifesting in the first place. <clears throat> so the toroidal field is uh, two simultaneous cycles. You have thought and the polarization and all the different step downs that we talk about in Russellian physics that then create a, a centripetal motion, a compression of those informational fields, we could call them, into matter. And it requires a coldness that is created by what we'll call the yin forces. You know, we go back to Chinese medicine again. And those yin forces would allow those informational fields spinning in a certain direction to kind of spin down into a comb and compress into something that now we can see with our five physical senses. Now we're in, sim, you know, we're in business in the simulation. We've got real feedback, but simultaneously, as that, you know, we get into the final point of physical matter, that creates heat with that fast spin, which now disperses simultaneously the compressed informational field. So you have a simultaneous radiation of that matter spreading out in the opposite direction. And if you're really on top of your game, it's now getting refreshed by those universal harmonics that we should be operating on and to recompress into matter and experiences that we'd all like to see on the ground or otherwise uh, compress into garbage, you know, uh, which is, we see a lot of that these days. And the toroidal field, if you look at the picture to the right and just look at those spiraling cones uh, pointed at each other, if you can imagine those involuting in one direction, coming around the bottom and, you know, coming around the, you know, circling back around the circumference and then, uh, you know, going back down through the middle and just going over and over and over again. That's what people are talking about with toroidal fields. Every cell in your body is a toroidal field. Every, you know, our body is a large toroidal field, uh, you know, on different levels of radiation. One of the first things I like to do is, uh, look at the composite of that and see if that toroidal field is skewed, uh, you know, in the east to west access or north to south access. That tells me a lot about, you know, the energy um, uh, either um, loss or the, you know, the conservation of energy or how that's playing out as far as glandular conditions, emotional conditions and and all sorts of good things. And then when you go back to the ionization analysis, I do my vectors. Uh, you know, through chemistry, it's going to tell me the same exact thing through chemistry as far as if the electricity is, uh, you know, going out in one of those quadrants or not. And that tells you a lot medically about what that body's doing. Walter Russell, you know, went into further geometry where he took the, the two primary geometric shapes, the, the cube 
and the um, circle and uh, taught how those electrical polarizations then go through the six phases or the six sides, uh, bend around the six sides of the cube to create, you know, uh, you know, spherical um, waveforms. And then you uh, interject uh, XYZ, uh, you know, access of consciousness in there. You have the three times three all over again. We're going to talk about that in a little bit when we uh, now interject the ether toroidal field concepts on alchemical pro, uh, concepts. And I want to keep reminding, even though this probably sounds like gobbledygook to a lot of people. And remember, we're going to break all this down in a separate podcast so we can draw more easy analogies and things. Um, this is all everything to do with the biotrain because this is how the biotrain got here in the first place. It's how we understand our responsibility in our role in maintaining our own bioterrain and creating the world we want to live in, including a healthy body in the first place. So if Agreed. anybody can just yeah. take anything away from this today, it's you're a lot more grander than you realize, and you're not subjected to disease and to pathogens and you don't even have to understand any of this on a technical level, get the big picture, and at least you'll be brought out of victim consciousness uh, that brings you into fear that creates all of our problems and the manipulations that they're doing on a population in the first place. Yeah, and a great analogy would be breath. You compress in and you radiate out. And you do that every, however, yeah. however you breathe. And that is like a great microcosm for creation right there and how it all works. Yeah, you think? <laughs> okay, next slide. Okay, the 12 qualifiers. Now we, we talked about the troidal fields and how those are created electrical vectors from our own thought and the creator's thought that creates the larger canvas and the whole bit. But now we have those constellations up in the sky. What the heck are they doing? Well, they're beaming down different resonant fields that hit the capacitors on the ground, which are the 12 inorganic cell salts that then are the builders of our body. And there I have them correlated with the astrological signs. And if you look, if you go from Aries, which is spring that goes all the way to Pisces, which is the precursor to spring in March uh, before we get into April, uh, you'll see every cell salt correlated with that particular resonance of that constellation. And that will allow us to understand the embryological unfoldment of our being on the spiritual level, as well as how it all works together in our biological selves. And I also put next to each of the uh, signs in the cell salts, just a real quick one-liner about the kind of activity uh, that regulates within the physical body. And uh, to the right there is a wheel, a 12 spectrum wheel, the same thing we, um, you know, with radiocesia measure when I'm looking at herbal formulas or things I'm concocting in the lab, uh, also using some technology like the uh, spectra spectrograph and, and things like that. Uh, then I can see the color spectrums, measure them radiologically uh, or radiocesia. Uh, how do you say that? with radiocesia. 
and uh, you know understand uh, you know which component or resins that you're working with, and then uh, find compatible combinations and do kind of fun stuff. So, um, or discern in the physical body which levels of resonance are aberrant or not operating at all. So um, now what we're gonna do is try to correlate these to physical symptoms so we can start to implant seeds in people's minds when they ask the question, well, what are people dying of if they aren't dying from the bug? Or, you know, why is this symptom happening if it's not from a germ? Uh, you know, how can the lack of any of these salts cause symptoms in the first place? Well, let's talk about that. That's your cue, Mike. Next slide. Are you? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Oh, sorry about that. There you, uh, there you go. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Okay, we could, uh, this would be a great few ones because now we have the four elements. If you break down the astrological wheel, you'll have three crosses and in astrology. Now this is, you know, I'm not getting into the internal mechanics of somebody's birth chart. Um, what we're talking about more on the um, macro level. So I don't want to be attacked by astrologers here. But um, when you look at, uh, you know, the different elements around the 12 points of that sphere we were just looking at, uh, the different um, resonant fields, you're going to find three crosses. Those crosses have great significance, as any astrologer knows. And you have uh, the cardinal cross, the fixed cross, the mutable cross. We won't go into all those sorts of things. But when you look at how these four elements in those crosses each encompass the four elements, which are fire, air, water, and earth. And in alchemy, we talk about the fixed elements and the volatile elements. The volatile elements are the fire and the air. And the <clears throat> fixed elements are the water and the earth, kind of the stuff where the rubber meets the road. Now, in alchemy, we talk about how different combinations will create the trinity or the three aspects of our being, uh, the soul, which is our individualized consciousness, um, the spirit, which we could maybe relate to prana or the ether, you know, the all-pervasive uh, universal intelligence, and then the body the thing we're talking about, our physical temple. So how did the four elements come together to create the three? Again, the sacred trinity. Well, we've got, <clears throat> when you put the two volatile ones together, fire and air, and if you look at the, uh, the different combinations I have below, you can see how those three crosses in the zodiac in the, in the sphere when you combine um, the different elements or the different resonant fields as depicted by the astrological um, constellations, you'll see in soul, for instance, in the cardinal cross, you'll have uh, Aries, the fire element, um, combining with Libra, the air element, to create the soul for that cardinal cross configuration. The spirit, is uh, uh, created by combining the air and the water 
which in this case is Libra and Cancer, which creates the spirit element for that particular cross. The body is created by the water and the earth elements. And in this case, the Cancer resonance with Capricorn resonance and those associated um, cell salts. And now you have soul, spirit, body, uh, three times, three times three, and you know the four becomes three, and, and there's a lot of significance that this is going to require a lot of breaking down. I haven't seen the um, cell salts approach from this uh, perspective, but I've got a lot of stuff I think I can share on this. We'll go into, but the main thing for this presentation to take away is how four elements are then through alchemy, alchemical understanding, reconfigured into the three components of all of life, including ourselves. And when you understand those four elements, how they work in the body, how they work with the builders, the physical cell salts, and then uh, depending on any resonant predisposition, uh, predisposition we have by way of our birth, now we can use those 12 builders in some pretty clever ways. But let's make it a little easier with the next slide. How are we doing, Mike? Are we uh, off into it so much or too much? Or No, this has been an absolutely fantastic overview. The chat's going great. And uh, it's, uh, I got to admit, even for me, my brain's about full. So I think we're coming up to towards the end here. Uh, this is going <laughs> okay. to be one we're going to be uh watching i'm going to be watching a few times because this is in really amazing information people are loving it go ahead okay so let's wind it down we can do that real quick um let's just take one example i'd like to give you a whole bunch of examples but let's just say oh my god i went down to the tropics i got malaria of course back to germ theory right well there's one cell salt uh, which is uh, sodium sulfate, not sulf, that is responsible for regulation of water. Now, what happens when you're in a tro uh, tropical area and maybe you go there and you're not used to the tropics, especially? Well, you're going to an area where there's a great abundance of moisture in the air. Now, as you breathe that in, that is going to create a lot more moisture in your bloodstream. Now, when there's too much moisture in the bloodstream, that sulf, natrium sulfuricum, is supposed to take the excess moisture out. If you are deficient in natrium sulfuricum, what's going to happen is your body is going to start convulsing like shivers. And what it's trying to do is mechanically shiver the water out. And how do we prove that? Well, what happens after, you know, when you're in the throes of a fever and you're shivering and then you kind of come out the other end, you start sweating, right? You break a sweat and then they say, oh, you broke the fever. No, your body just succeeded in getting rid of the excess moisture until it builds up again. Then you go through another fever, which is why malaria, so-called, goes through cyclic stages and it comes and goes. Now, another thing that happens when you've got too much moisture in there, and maybe you don't have enough uh, um, not sulf, um, your pulse is going to speed up because it's trying to get more oxygen to the tissues under the circumstances. And let's just say at the same time, you're short of ferrum phosphoricum, which is how 
the, the element you need in your blood to carry the oxygen in the first place. So now if you have a shortage of that, your um, you know, pulse is going to speed up even more. Um, and that is going to create more and more heat in your body. And according to the laws of the conservation of energy, that heat is going to manifest a fever to throw off that heat. But of course, even in natural medicine, we say, oh, no, the bugs are good because it creates a fever uh, to kill the bad guys. No, fevers are not there to kill the bad guys. I used to believe that even when I was in naturopathic school. So instead, um, if you really understand what's going on, you're going to make sure that the person has an, enough nat sulf, enough ferrum, uh, 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 ferrum phosphoricum, and you're going to be able to get the oxygen uh, to the blood cells more efficiently. You're going to be able to get rid of the abundance of nature, uh, of uh, moisture, and the body is not going to have to go through those convulsions and intermittent fevers and all the things that we say, oh, I got malaria. And another proof of the pudding is, is a lot of folks that contract malaria in the um, tropics, then they go you know, back home to a nice uh, dry, cooler climate, you know, with less moisture in the air and uh, wow, they, they feel a lot better. Mm. So that's just one example where you can kind of kill another microbe induced theory and bring it back to what really creates symptoms, which is the deficiency of one or more of the cell salts. And if you want to really understand how each of the cell salts works physiologically, um, you can get doctors that are trained at more in-depth levels of this, and you'll get 10 doctors and they'll come up with the same diagnosis every single time. Now try that with regular doctors when, you know, you get a patient with a certain condition or diagnosis, uh, everybody's all over the map with everything. That's why you need second opinions. If you understand biochemic medicine, you don't need second opinions because everybody's going to come to the same simple conclusion. And you don't have to live in fear that you got a microbe, but there's anything to get over with in the first place. Give the cells what they need and they'll fix everything. That's what they're designed to do. It might not happen overnight and you might have to, you know, be a little bit more clever with biotrained medicine and provide some of the other needs. And that's where everything else uh, comes in. And we can talk a lot more about that at another time. But if you don't have the 12 builders, I don't care what you do, you're not even going to get off the ground. So number two, uh, after supply, you want to cleanse. And, you know, face it, we live on a poison planet. So simple, simple things. I know there's way more complicated things out there. Distilled water, because it's in a higher energetic state. You know, it's, it's elevate, alchemically elevated water. Uh, it's able to transplant minerals and cell salts more efficiently across the cells. It's uh, superior for its cleansing. You want to sometimes do irrigation. You know, sometimes you got to go in there and rotor rooter out the pipes. So uh, colonics, low bowel enemas or tar for targeted action, such as coffee enemas, which are going to allow the liver to purge. And, you know, so you have a cleaner system, just like changing the oil filter on your car. You're going to do a lot better. Chelation, you know, uh, just putting in specialized elements from algae concentrates, cilantro, micronized zeolite. They're going to help, you know, grab onto some of those things, get rid of them so that your cells have less work to do while they're rebuilding with the cell salts. Daily exercise, absolutely essential. Mitigate, number three, 
So can I, can I say again, one thing we, about chelation go ahead, uh, with the zeolite yeah. uh, conspiracy going on around now, right? We've seen it on Telegram and I think even uh, had a couple, heard that one. couple people asking for refunds on our zero point zeolite thinking. Seriously? Um, yeah, you didn't see. We got one request last week, the sharing this video going around talking about how it's uh, adding more um, heavy metal toxicity. And we've we've this comes up like every six months to a year comes around about zeolite and how we explain once again how our delivery system and the humic fulvic with the transitional elements and etc is completely different animal than something that's not micronized or something that's cheap zeolite so make sure you're getting your your chelation products from highly like highly value you know really good organic <laughs> sources bioavailable don't just buy the cheap stuff on Amazon. Come to someone like us or uh, someone that we- uh, So zeolite, zeolite and algae both have a propensity for picking up heavy metals and stuff. And that's where the theories come from. Now you can go into microalgae. There's uh, stuff going on for the last 30 years. I've been hearing about it. Oh, you don't want to have blue green algae because it picks up all the junk. Well, if you're harvesting from the right part of the lake and if you test every single batch to make sure there is nothing in it, now you've got, you know, safe, authenticated, third-party tested algae and you know you're okay. If you're getting zeolite that has been micronized so it works better and also purified and tested to make sure it doesn't have contaminants in it and it's mined from areas that, you know, are more appropriate and going to be more amenable for being toxic free. Now you have uh, a zeolite molecule that is empty, doesn't have any garbage with it that's going to carry to your body and it is going to be able to grab the stuff in your own body and get it out of there. So whatever, give them their money back. I so tired of that. Uh, and daily exercise, of course, uh, for me, uh, God, when I'm starting to feel a little down, I feel like I've, you know, we didn't, we haven't totally gotten to the whole idea of chi and that energetic flow from like Chinese medicine or, you know, uh, that, but I feel like I'm getting stagnant on that. And that's probably related to moving these cell salts around and also related to uh, the glandular system and and getting that moving again but when i go for a run or i go for a workout man sometimes uh those symptoms reverse quite rapidly completely completely and also you're speeding up your elimination system as well okay so uh mitigate the last one we'll wrap it up um Microwave neutralization. And with the 57 rollout yesterday, that's going to be a huge, huge thing. So stuff everybody already knows how to do, you know, turn off your stuff, disconnect your modem, hardwire stuff, just, you know, minimize as much as possible for our urban brothers. It's going to be a little bit tougher because you're swimming in a sea of it, but there are a lot of things you can do. You can do orgone technologies. You can do um, you can do uh, biogeometry, you can do all sorts of things to create the environment you want, even though you're surrounded by the stuff. And um, yeah, and then at the same time, turn that stuff off. You don't have to be walking around on your cell phone all the time. I mean, you look like an idiot anyway, when you're doing that. So, you know, just <laughs> learn how to communicate without it. And, uh, you know, there's a time where screens, a people get off your, it. yeah, get off your screens. Like it's, it's, it's becoming second nature. People, when they when they have a second to them to their self, they want to go to their screen, like put it away from you and go into your imagination, go into thinking about stuff. For heaven's sakes. 
And understand that that little screen is not made for your convenience. It is part of the new um, fifth dimensional warfare model, which is to track everywhere you go and also to uh, have your own little personal cell tower with you so they can modify your biology and your behavior in any way that they want. And where they're leading us is just uh, exactly the way China is already, is that you will be required by the legal system to have that on and with you all the time. Uh, it's no different than the little tag you see on the ear of cattle when you're driving out in the countryside. So when you're walking around with that thing to your ear, just get that little image of the cattle with the tag on the ear. That's what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to us on your on your device uh, and then turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sabotaging ourselves. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm talked out. We're gonna start pressing. We're gonna we're gonna start pressing the podcast to vinyl. I think. And um, how cool would that be, man? <laughs> doing. You know, we're on season four of our podcast, by the way. We're not really like official. We never even say what like number this is or whatever. But yeah, how cool would that be to start pressing Alpha Cast to well, vinyl? The <laughs> well, the, with the vinyl, that's what allowed us to play uh, Paul is Dead backwards in the first place. You know, that's yeah. we got on our phonographs and we're spinning it backwards. And yeah, great stuff. Hey, that's the end. What do you know? Yeah. We came to 12 the end, slides. Guys. Yeah, 12. Oh, really? Didn't 12. Plan it that way. Wow. That's you did plan it that way without even knowing. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, we will have um, we will have these slides on a download for you for people that were having problems uh, seeing it, and uh, we will have that in the show notes below. So we, man, we were almost going two and a half hours with this one, but that's okay. This was like really, really amazing information. Bear, um, my brain is saturated, so I can only imagine what some people that are new to this. Are thinking, but this was amazing. And I would love to now start cherry picking some of these ideas and then creating them into further podcasts because like I brought up Chi and I, we bring up the idea of the, uh, you know, universal laws of uh, vibration and, and um, resonance and all this stuff and how that relates to with the cell salts and our consciousness. I mean, there's so much here. And then of course we tie that into the esoteric and in and into the, all the symbology and the code inherent in everything. And this taps into so much stuff. Wow. So amazing. In a half hour, that was probably me trying to figure out screen sharing. <laughs> no, that wasn't too bad. And we won't cut it. We don't even edit our podcast ever. So people get to enjoy that aspect. But hey, man, uh, any parting words now for this, uh, for our community? And we, I got to get back to homeschool on these kids. But uh, what, how, anything to sum up here? Um, no, I think I'm talked out. Um, and thanks for everybody that, you know, was willing to sit through that. And again, you know, get the big picture takeaway. Don't get lost, uh, you know, with the trees there and understand that bioterrain as we've been led into the debate is about germ versus non-germ. And that is not what biotrain is about. And to understand the biotrain, you have to understand 
everything from alchemy, physics, waveform mechanics, uh, biology, um, uh, the, the orgone, ether, you know, and until we really understand how we work, then we're really going to have a hard time just being healthy and happy in the first place. And by the way, all this information that we'll break down for you further in the future, it's way easier to learn and understand than all the other trash. And you could do it in a matter of weeks compared to going through medical school for years and coming out and just being an idiot in the first place. You can do it with the third grade education, really. So, uh, yep. yeah. And, uh, yeah, guys. So, um, we'll go into these topics more and more this year. I'm very excited to dive deeper. I mean, this is all the stuff that's been occulted, the mystery schools and all these secret organizations. This is all the true knowledge that they are aware of understanding how the temple really works. Uh, and this is why they don't go to allopathy <laughs> and why they, uh, yeah, why they've been hiding all this stuff because this is what's going to free us. So, uh, that's okay. why I used to see a lot of those characters in my office. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, th this has been amazing, Bear. Uh, what a treat. Uh, once again, guys, give us a thumbs up, a share, share with your friends and family. Let's get this information out there. Uh, we love you guys so much. Next week, we have a very special broadcast with Stephen Weibrow and Errol uh, from uh, coming to you live from Austria as they're taking on the, the, the head of the snake. They've cut the head of the snake off or they've got some, it was a, we actually had to reschedule Jim Gale who was going to be on and he was totally cool with it because of this emergency broadcast. And you guys know what's going on in Austria. It's getting dire over I'm, there, but, but they've got yeah, some great I, stuff to share. Happy to hear they're uh, coming on. And I'm also equally as excited to see Jim Gale here because we've got a lot in common. So uh, that's going to be a great episode too. So a lot to look forward to. And then we have uh, another interesting one. Uh, do you want to drop the name or we'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably trigger a lot of people. We're going to be triggering a lot of people and I will be coming in a bit as the devil's advocate. I want to take lots of questions because David is the man at answering him. David Weiss will be on the AlphaCast finally uh, to go deep into his model of what the plane, what the reality construct is. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. He's a fun guy and he's very knowledgeable and I um, will uh, have a great conversation. Cool. Okay, Michael. That was awesome. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend, wherever you are, get outside, get your feet in the soil, uh, whether it's rain, snow, sleet, or sunshine, wherever you are. Mother Nature is the greatest teacher. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.